I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i am your host jessica dwyer and with me tonight are my lovely and talented co-host making her triumphant return miss sarah buck hello long time no see it's true i still don't see you i just hear you ow like like a little devil in my ear (laughs) and and (laughs) You must kill mommy and daddy. Um, and that would be the angel in my ear on the other side, the lovely and talented Mr. Erickson. Hello, everyone. But I kind of think of myself as the other devil in your ear. <laughs> Jessica just has two devils. That would no make angels a, here. That would make a lot of sense, actually. Um, so it has been a while. It's been about two. It's been about two weeks since we've last been on, and we are back with oh so much. Oh, so much. We were just talking before we started recording about how this year is basically Christmas for geeks. And it's Geekmas. 2015 is Geekmas. I mean, not only between the soon to be released, although already released, bastards over in the UK. I hate you all. (laughs) Um, Avengers Age of All Time. But I know. Um, But we're getting Star Wars at the end of this year and just so many things and Yay. i know i know we're gonna be we're getting to that we're getting to that um but so many things this year and and then on top of that you've got crimson peak coming which is is just i can't even words fail me when stephen king is saying a guillermo del toro movie is the scariest thing he's ever seen you, you gotta take you gotta take it like that news that it is which is oh my god yeah. it's an r-rated del toro horror film with tom hiddleston getting his sexy on it's gonna be great <laughs> but before we get into all of that um speaking of age of ultron uh something happened today that i am so sick of and this is kind of my editorial rant i don't think sarah has heard about this yet i think eric has so, i might Not scream yet. a little right now apparently because apparently there, this, this is, is anger. Angry, and I'm pretty good at that. So, uh. so okay. <laughs> what happened was, um, as I said, Avengers Age of Ultron has already released in some parts of the world at this point. And, uh, of course, they're doing their press tour for it. And the... 
uh, I just, I, I really have a problem with this guy, and I had a problem for him before when he pissed off Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> And uh, that, that, that video is legend of Tarantino basically handing him his balls back and saying, you know, you have no right to ask me this. I've been asked this a hundred times. What's the point of this? Um, you're just, they're basically just prodding and digging and, and trying to stir crap. So this um, Channel 4 News is Krishnan Murthy um, is, I guess his full name is Krishnan Guru Murthy. He's notorious for this kind of crap that he pulled with Robert Downey Jr. Now, Robert Downey Jr. makes no bones about the fact that he had a very checkered past. He's a recovering drug addict. He did your, my, yours, mine, hers, drugs, you know, and he makes no bones about that. But the thing about Downey is he's a redemption story. He's cleaned up his act. He's a very good man and does all kinds of charity work is a good guy. People love him. He's funny. He's, he's a dad and he's helping his own kid kind of kick his own thing. And just, he's a good person and he makes no bones about his past. So when you're doing a press tour for a comic book movie that kids are going to be seeing, that you've already done things like help to make a robot arm happen for mm -hmm. a kid and things like that, you don't expect the douchebag that's reporting on your movie to start prodding you about your political views during an interview about your comic book movie where you're fighting an army of giant robots. And so this guy starts in on, well, when you were in prison, you said that your, your uh, political views changed. What? And then it goes from so there. Weird. That's no. a weird non sequitur. Well, no, and then it gets worse. He starts asking him about his drug use and all this other stuff. And you can tell Danny's kind of, he's taking it like a champ. He's sort of like brushing it off. And then when he starts digging again about the drug use and everything, you see someone off in the corner is sort of like cut, you know, done. And Danny, you can tell, is he's given enough cues to say, hey, I'm here to talk about my movie not about something that happened 20 years ago. And the guy just doesn't take it. He just wants to get his soundbite. He wants to be the one that pushed Downey Jr. into talking about his sordid past. And Downey's like, you know what, dude, I'm done. This is getting all too Diane Sawyer. And he actually calls the guy a schmuck yeah. and leaves. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just, it just doesn't make sense. Well, it's because... To to ask about that. He's being a douchebag. And that's what this guy does. And and if you haven't seen the 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 Quentin Tarantino interview with him, it's classic because Tarantino just gives it right back. And it makes no sense. And this guy looks like a douche. Well, he's done it again. Now, this time, and I've been putting this everywhere, is the fact that you I think Downey should pull his weight on this one and 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 push Disney and Marvel and tell them look this guy's an asshole sorry it's what he is and if he's going to be doing any more press rounds for any of our future films I'm not doing it I'm boycotting it and I'm going to tell everyone else in the cast not to talk to him and he can do that 
because Downey is the man that got Marvel to pay everybody the big money for these films. They do what he says because Downey is the reason 90% of the people go to these movies because he's Tony Stark. And this is just, this is why people hate press people anymore is this kind of crap. And it makes us all look bad. You know, I don't, it's like previous interviews we've had on the show. I've had guests. I'm not going to say who because that's you know that's their business and they're allowed to do this. They have caveats when it comes to interviews because of this very thing. And it's stuff that I don't care about. You shouldn't care about. And it has nothing to do with their art, really. Unless it's like somebody that is doing a redemptive piece or a book or something about their life. And I think Downey has made no bones about the fact that Tony Stark's redemptive story is basically a mirror for his own life. And that's why it was such a big deal for him to get. But when you start bringing this crap up in interviews that are supposed to be focusing on the film that they're making and you make them uncomfortable and you know you're doing that, that's when you're an asshole. Yeah, well, and, um, you know, like, I get that, like, a lot of journalists um, get frustrated with kind of, like, fluff pieces and stuff um, like that. And But, like, I feel like there's also a time and a place to be an investigative journalist. You know? And this is, this is, <laughs> called, this is called, you're, you're, you're basically, uh, you're, you're sucker punching them. Because this is yeah. not what they're there for. And that's, I mean, it's totally pointless, too. Because it's like, dude, read the room. <laughs> There's no, there are not people watching this who, like, really care about if Robert Downey Jr. is, like, I was just looking over an article. is like he's asked him if he was completely, like, drug-free and, like, like, just needling him, it looks like. And it's just like, well, it doesn't matter. Well, and, None and of your business. Well, and the other part of this, too, is, and what he was saying is he was asking him about an interview and a piece that he did for the New York Times. Like, it, and it took place seven years ago. He's asking him about an interview from seven years ago that has nothing to do with Avengers Age of Ultron. And it's, it's like, what? You're not, dude, learn your place you're you're not barbara walters you're not you you're not walter cronkite sir you're well, you're here to you're here to impress for a marvel comic book movie and you have 3 minutes with the guy that's what they're here to hear about they're not here to hear about you know his drug use or his political views that's not what you're here for. And this is why guys like Bruce Willis and, and get so sick of it, they just start screwing with people. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. You know, a press tour is a very specific thing. And if, as Sarah said, a re someone is tired of doing fluff pieces or press tour type stuff, then you tell your boss you don't want to do it. You don't do it and try to turn it into something else. See, and that's what this guy does is he gets in, he's lucky enough and blessed enough to get in these rooms with these high-end high celebrities like Tarantino, like Robert Downey Jr., like whoever. And he just tries to make this 
statement, I guess. And if I was Channel 4, I would really, really debate on if I should keep him around because he's pissing off everyone. Well, and and also it's like, as a journalist, you want to be topical. Like, it's not news that Robert Downey Jr. went to prison and ha- had a problem with drugs. That's not news. That's not getting to the bottom of anything. Well, and that's, and, and it also kind of feeds into the other thing that I was kind of, I was angry about today, which was people are making this huge, huge, huge deal over Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner making a joke when asked a stupid question about how is it that your characters feel about the the black widow playing both of you and now she's she's dating bruce banner in in the movie and first of all thank you guys for ruining a plot point for of ultron for us thank you secondly their response they started laughing at the stupidity of the question and then called her a whore and oh she's such a slut it's like yeah you know what they're joking but now there's this big cry of outrage. Like, how dare they call her? They're slut-shaming her, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. They're making a stupid joke over a stupid question that made no sense to be asked. They're not their characters. And you're, well, and, 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 yeah, it's totally context. Like, read the context. Don't take a quote and, like, just clip it. Oh, you know, like, clip but, it just for the... Like the, you said, soundbite. The like, outrage is now in fandom that this is why we can't have nice things. How dare these guys? You know, it's bad enough that she's a woman and being marginalized. No, she's not. Not here. Not with I these would, guys. I would lay the blame firmly in the lap of whoever asked that question. Exactly. Because, honestly, the, the root of like that slut-shaming is accusing her of playing them and then dating someone else because they didn't make that assertion. No. And the movie isn't making that assertion. It's that that person was like, how do you feel about that B word, huh? You know, it's like that person well, is showing a really unhealthy attitude. Yeah. Now, the fandom, Evan, yeah, well, the thing that I get, I'm irritated about is fandoms taking it and making it out that Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner are the bad guys. No, they're not. They're no. making a joke. And, and like, maybe it was a poor... I, don't, I didn't hear the interview, so I don't know what word they used specifically. I doubt they used horse. Yeah, they did. They did? Okay. <laughs> because... Brave of them. Like, but, <laughs> um, either way, the, the words... In order to... Uh, slut shame someone you have to kind of imply that what they're doing is like simply accusing someone of that I feel like it's a tough line to walk because yeah definitely if you're just like using it but well the fact they were, it was a reactionary thing maybe their words weren't the best chosen, but no, they were but reading a, a question. They no, what they were doing were they were mocking the the idiocy of the question itself, and and the fact is, people are taking this so seriously when the fact of the matter is they were joking. The fact of the matter is that question was stupid, and they replied with stupid, which is all it was worth. It was, well, and, and, and they were they were mocking. The, they were like, oh. Yeah. Nice question, guys. So people, first of all, two things. One, choose your battles. This isn't a battle that you should be fighting. These guys are good guys. I mean, Chris Evans, for the love of God, 
just like Robert Downey Jr. has gone to children's charities on his own dime, by him, you know, on his own, he is not a, an, an ass like you're trying to paint him out to be. Secondly, if you want to get pissed about something, get pissed about the fact that the Black Widow, as well as Scarlet Witch, aren't on anything. That yeah. Ty did this film. Yeah, like, that's that's definitely a choose-your-battles thing. It's like, okay, well, why aren't you asking them to merchandise these women more? Like, put them on some t-shirts for girls. I know that I go to Target, I can find tons of Avengers stuff for little boys. Nothing um, made for little girls. Well, it's not just that. It's, it's all everything. He's the only one not on the t-shirts. And... Uh, expose came out uh, they were talking to someone that worked at disney um that i read that basically said they think that little boys are don't want anything with girls on them well you know what it's not just little boys that buy this stuff secondly that's crap because i know of little boys that think she's badass and she is and poor scarlet witch she's not on anything and this (laughs) and the same thing happened with gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy, everything else had everybody else on it but her. I mean, I think I saw one t-shirt. So if you're going to get pissed off and you're going to start accusing people about things like, how dare you, you're unfair against women, go talk to Disney. Go talk to Marvel. They're the ones that are unfair to women. They're not putting them on anything and they're marginalizing their importance in the story. So... It, for one thing, Black Widow, if you want to go just cinematic universe, period, was around before Hawkeye, even. Yes. And mm-hmm. Hawkeye's on this stuff now. So it's it's just, to me, it's and crazy. From what I hear, uh, Hawkeye is not even in the movie. See, I, I'm, I'm trying to... St- <laughs> see, this is the thing. I'm trying really hard to stay away <laughs> from everything now because it's all out there there's i had a i had a mar a marvel person drop some hints at me about um how which which i'm not too upset about because it's like well i mean it's it's not really a spoiler because it's just somebody who's not in the movie you know i i didn't i didn't even realize that a new mission impossible movie was coming out until like a a month ago and i'm like oh that would explain if he wasn't in the movie that much yeah because he's in that (laughs) yeah he is um but yeah so gosh oh people i just i'm I'm just so the other part of this is avoid the internet until the 30th of april if you can yeah apparently but um yeah on that like it's people get upset about weird things it's like take a step back and kind of like like there's definitely things out there to like rage about there's so much out there but some things shouldn't be and take into consideration the context of what people are talking about take into consideration the thought that oh let's make everybody afraid to say words you know like that's always a little bit hinky to me like you never want to be like um get into that dialogue of like if you utter this word then well back to the thing that at the core of this is crappy crappy reporting and not really focusing on what you should be focused on it i'm always amazed and 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 feel lucky when i get to talk to someone like this like if if i was sitting across from robert danny jr and i had like two minutes of his time 
oh my god, I would just like pull open his head and like dig in to all the stuff that he's ever done in uh, in in film. Like, what was the, what did you go through to learn how to be Charlie Chaplin? How did you? What did you do? You know, how- nobody let Jessica near Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I'm gonna rip She's open going his head, to open his head, uh, and, and, and dig out his pretty to, brains. We, we want to keep him around <laughs> but, a little bit longer, at least. You know, that's so. the thing is, I I just. I'm I'm amazed by it. It just floors me still. So well, anyway, well, my my biggest problem, my biggest problem with this whole story is that any true Marvel fan knows that the sluttiest character in the Marvel universe is Tony Stark. Amen. Oh God, so true. <laughs> Eric just nailed it on the head. <laughs> I, Howard is getting up there, though. Oh. Oh, I got more. Well, yeah. I got news about <laughs> I got news about Howard coming up too. But um, I also challenge um, the these interviewers is like if, especially with the guy with Robert Downey Jr. It's like, well, uh, you know, if you're sick of your job or if you feel like you're not given pieces that are like good enough, you know, there are ways to create a dialogue, um, and any any reporter's job is not to make people stop talking their job is to get people to talk so if you're pushing and you're making people stopping you're stopping the conversation you're not doing it right well and also making putting them on the defensive and and making them you're antagonizing them and that's not how you get people to talk to you and give you a you know insight you're you're just pissing them off and they're going to fight you and it's it's not going to give you anything good it's just going to make you look like a jerk and well i think i watched the tarantino interview after watching the uh robert downey and he said he's i've been asked this question i've answered this question it's out there on the internet already yeah i don't feel like answering it again Let's talk about something new. Yeah, like my movie that I have coming out, which is what which we're was here. The whole point of the interview, <laughs> exactly. So I just, I, I just, I'm so, I'm so annoyed. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about something good. Let's okay. talk about iZombie. Yeah. I don't think it's good, but what? That's your opinion. You're well. Allowed. Is my- <laughs> You're allowed. I'm gonna I'm gonna veer off just a, a hair here because I was going to say the best thing about last week's I Zombie was Ryan Hansen uh, because Ryan Hansen makes everything better. <laughs> but then I saw the Super Powered Fight Club ad for the Flash and Arrow, ah, uh, and that was amazing. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't. I see. I'm I'm stuck where I have to watch it on Hulu. I actually watched this week's already. And I, I saw it. Um, I don't get to see previews. Well, the, they, they had, they had this. It was just, it was a, uh, just a very long ad uh, where the Flash, Arrow, Canary, um, Firestorm, Captain Cold, Heatwave. Uh, oh, what is uh, John Barrowman's name? Merlin. Oh, the, yeah, he's called the Dark he was Archer. The Dark Archer now is what yeah. it's called. All in a in a cage match. Holy crap! 
just uh, first it was it was Arsenal Canary and the Dark Archer, I guess if that's what he's called. Those three fighting, and then uh, the Flash versus Captain Cold and Heat Wave, and then Firestorm shows up. Just this sort of brawl. So is this know, on the Flash or is it on Arrow? It's it was just an ad, a promo for the for both shows. Oh my god, that's crossover. And oh. no, it's it's not even it's nothing specific. Just sort of here, fanboys, look at this. Look oh. at this. What we can have it's, when we combine things. It's not going to be anything that's in the show. And then at the very end, Ray Palmer shows up. He's like, "Hey, did I miss it?" <laughs> that's awesome. That's cute. Um, that was so. Again, I loved the iZombie episode, but that kind of. Blew me away last week. Well, and the thing about this week's iZombie, um, they kind of set it up like you were going to think that uh, that uh, Major was going to be dead. And I thought that was... Yeah. I was like, wow, really? Because even, even um, Mike Allred was posting it on Twitter. I'm like, really? You're going to spoil the damn thing at the beginning? What? No. Bullshit. Yeah, that you was kind of... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and then, of course, he wasn't, which I'm like, that I, I was okay with. But I, I, I gotta go again, man. Um, our boy is David Anders. He is he is just winning. Oh. He's he he went all American Psycho this episode this week. Just fantastic. He's so good. He's so good at just being a bastard. I love you, David Anders. You're a bastard. And he's so cool. I know. When the detective goes to question him. He's just like, no. Hey, you want to come back and look at? Hey, there's a dead. Look, there's search a, the place. There's a torso laying here. Come on back. <laughs> I really, I loved it. I can't wait to see how this, like, all pans out. And I'm, I'm worried, though, because they're kind of acting like this may be on the bubble, which really, really, really sucks, if that's the case. I, 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 lo- just, I enjoy it. I love it. I, I, go ahead. I, Zombie, for me, like, the comic book is so outside the norm of what you see a woman doing. Um. And then with the show, they put it so far, so deep, they just destroyed everything beautiful about that comic. Like, they destroyed absolutely any kind of, like, empowerment um, aspects of it. And I saw, the, I saw the pilot, and I was like, no, no, I can't do this. See, I like, guess I have, I have the advantage of I've not read the comic. Well, and I've read the comic, and I think it actually impa- – I, I like how it's given her the abilities that it does in the show. I think it gives her character – the, the, they changed it in a way where it, her dying has allowed her to really live. And, and she was such a controlled person at the beginning – in the in the series that now that she's able to go through like the the art episode really was a, a key in that one and and I the I love the episode where she um it was the one before this one I think where she eats her her ex sister sorority sisters yeah and yeah. she realizes wow I was wrong for kicking her out because all she's doing is like trying to do her best you know like to live and be out there, and I really like that how it gives her that range to do that kind of stuff, and and enlivens and, and the character. Plus, you have to remember that this is the guy that did uh, Veronica Mars, mm-hmm. and I hated Veronica Mars. It You're like the such... only person that hates oh. Veronica. Mars. Yeah, because well, <laughs> you know, you're the only people, person. <laughs> people really love 
when feminists are the villains in a show and I just was not okay with that. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, I zombie, like the beautiful thing about Gwen in the comic books was that she wasn't trying to like, you know, like they introduced Gwen in the show and she's like this high strung, uh, biatch who, you know, is going to be a surgeon. And she has like this, like, pretty boyfriend and like she just falls so far within that like hegemonic like this is what a woman should be but, but that's and what then, the, that's what the point of the show is about is that she breaks from that but she doesn't because like in the end she's still like fighting to regain that like whereas in the comic book there was no cure there was never a cure well if there's and, no cure in the like, show and and it, right now in the series she is uh, actually moving on from Major and has found uh, a guy that's also a zombie and she's trying to come to terms with all of this and using her, her abilities for for good and trying to make come to terms with what's going on with her. And it's really, you should give it a chance. Give it more than a chance than I one mean, episode. They took out the diversity in it too. Like, where's my wear terrier? Where is that? Give them time. It's only been on a few I episodes. Just, but I, I can't. It's just so, like, rich white women and their rich white women problems. That like, And the beauty of Gwen was that she worked in a freaking cemetery. You know, she really didn't have anything to prove to anyone. And she was such a badass. Like, um, in, in the most reasonable sense ever. Well, the other part of it too that you're missing not watching this is is Raul Coley who plays Ravi. He is amazing. He got this he just went in and, and got the part. He's a complete geek in real life and he just decided to break in and, and do this one audition and he got it. And he's yeah, amazing. He's, I love him on there. Oh, God, he's great. And he's a huge, huge geek. This guy, he actually, um, I follow him on Twitter now, and he actually said that he broke into the, when they were filming um, Attack of the Clones, he broke in and got on, like, the set of it while they were filming, like, these big shots of, (laughs) (laughs) big fighting shots, and, like, snuck in and got on camera or something. Uh, I thought, that's that's awesome. (laughs) You're a crazy man. But I, I really love his character. He's just he's great um and uh i actually like major too i I love the fact that his name is major lily white oh god that's so creepy (laughs) i I, know it's just like the worst name and i think immediately when you say that i'm just like nope i think that's the point is that it's supposed (sighs) and like it's a play on um play on words just like her name's live more it's it's brilliant it's it's really witty I think you should give it a shot. I I was so it, disgusted. I was just so disgusted by not to mention the scene in the pilot where um Major and his new girlfriend were playing both quote unquote playing a video game and it wasn't in split screen. <laughs> It was obviously you, you, you just really one, need, you really one need. person playing that. I'm like, ooh, ooh. You, you you need to check out this last this last episode. It it it's yeah. I just like the fact that they just took all that from Gwen and just made her another basic 
a, a really basic female model of what people think women on television should do. And they took, they just took so much of what made Gwen really like a unique well, I female think influence in the, in this series, you got to change it up for TV a little bit. And I think for this, how they're doing it is the fact that she's lost interest in everything. And, and that's part of becoming a zombie with her. But now with this newfound abilities and the newfound uh, reason to go, and she's in- realizing now what she was missing out on even beforehand. And I like I, that. I know, but I hate, I hate telling women that it's like, oh, well, like, if you don't want to do things that are social and build relationships, you're a monster. You know, it's like, oh, well, thanks. But, thanks, television. But she was doing that beforehand. She w- what she was doing beforehand was she was living this ideal life. And now she's realized that's not, you know, even living, that wasn't really living. And I, I, I like that now that she's w- different and odd and weird and, and having to, you know, she's best friends with a morgue guy, but, and he's the only one that understands and she can relate to. It's, it's interesting. And I, I like it. And I love, once again, I love David Anders. He is so good in this. Like, I really wanted to. I really wanted to like it, but I just don't. I just don't know if I'd be able. I like. I'll try it. I'll try one more episode. Try but, one more episode because I think the second one's the art one, isn't it? But I just think that they so far missed the mark. They so far missed the mark on on what that character should represent. Like I'm just like oh, 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 and then, by the way, the next episode apparently is. She's going to eat the brain of a pregnant woman that oh, died. Geez. Okay. No. Well, that is that just. Oh God. <laughs> really, really. Uh... <laughs> don't watch it. It doesn't sound like it's for you. No. <laughs> just don't even do it. Channel, just... that, channel that anger. It's something that deserves to be angry. <laughs> But uh, anyway, we have to have an episode where she experiences the emotions of a pregnant woman because pregnant women are scary. I think it's more like this pregnant woman died pregnant and that's kind of horrible. It is, but so many gender norms. Well, men can't get pregnant yet. I'm away from So men can't get pregnant yet until they they fix can that. they can they did you didn't hear about that no they uh, they developed uh, an implantable womb oh god no it's true <laughs> it's like Google it. it it exists now it's you know like so like if a Where guy really it? wants to experience that of course the baby would have to be born by cesarean section but Where would it how how would the the hormones get I don't understand. Um, I think it's, you know, maybe like uh, was developed not only with morbid curiosity in mind, but probably like with like transgendered um, individuals, um, couples, you know. Interesting. And I'd love to see how that works. I know, right? So So Game of Thrones is back. Yes! (laughs) 
<laughs> I think she likes Game of Thrones. Oh my god, I love Game of now, Thrones. Now, I, I posted a thing that made... Uh, there's a lot of anger in this episode. Uh, I posted a thing online. I reposted I saw on Yahoo's front page that... I still am, like, angry about this. Marie Claire's website did a supposedly, I guess it was supposed to be humorous um, piece about this last episode last week. And uh, I and they were making fun of um, Illyria. I believe her name's Illyria. Her hair being cut in a cute little bob. She had time to get her hair cut in a cute little bob in between her, her boyfriend getting his head smashed in like a grape. <laughs> and that's literally, I think, what they wrote. And that's not. I very I'm nice. like, wait a minute. Also, it's been months. I'll, first of all, she's in mourning. She cut her hair off because she's in mourning. You ass. <laughs> this is what happens when people try and get a cheap like, like, pro, like dump of people on their website purchasing their product who don't really understand what they're talking about but uh, do it anyway. Yeah, it's like Marie Claire, you are not a geek website, you are not a geek friendly magazine, just don't. Okay? Because I know it's like the hot in thing right now this, I'm waiting for you to do like the best clothed zombies from Walking Dead next. Just don't. And Anyway, Game of Thrones has, uh, I like the fact that they've actually seemed to have found their, their balance for the multiple stories that are going on. And then these last two episodes, we've actually got bits from everybody. This season, I think they are starting out so good because this season is all about movement. Um, you know, everybody was a little bit you know, focused in the Capitol uh, last season, and it was all about the Capitol. It was all about what was happening at the palace. This season, it's like, okay, now we have movement. You know, it's like Walking Dead, where, like, they were at the prison for a season, and it got, you know, by the end of that season, everybody was ready for them to be on the move again. Right. And so for Game of Thrones, now everybody's on the road, and everybody's traveling, and it's exciting uh it feels very quickly paced but not too quickly paced right and and that's the thing it is everybody is is basically traveling right now jamie and and broad's back yay (laughs) so oh god i love that jamie bleeping (laughs) lannister i was like oh yes thank you i was like when he said I'm not going to go alone. I'm like, I, who, are you, who are you? Oh my God. I'm like, ah. no, and it's, and I'm like, I'm so happy that we get to see Jamie Lannister on the road again. I, like, he I, gets so consumed with his weird relationship with Cersei when he's like next to her that I can't wait to see him out and on his own. I, I love the fact that there's always one, one set of people that would make the best on the road movie. You know, and it's has anybody has anybody done the um like True Detective season three thing with Braun and Jamie Lannister yet? And that we've only had the one episode, so not yet, I'm sure. But it's this ah, it was so good and and Drogon came back and for a second uh, it was like tears. Oh, and, and, and poor Danny, she's just like she's no one loves her I, anymore. But you know, like I am so impressed 
with uh, the bravery of that character. And and if you've read the books, at this point, the show is going so far off book. Oh, they've, they uh, said that, that they are. Yeah, yeah nothing so, um, anymore. So, no, and she's just kind of, like, amazingly well handled because she's such, like, this character who has this, like, really, like, difficult, like, backstory um, and then has assumed so much power in such a little amount of time. And she's, like, what? Like, 15 or 16 years old? I think they made her older in the show. They, they made her older in the to. show because of, like, you know, like, the whole stuff with Drogo, um, called Drogo in the beginning. Because that would have been, like, not okay. <laughs> but in, in book terms, like, she's, like, 15 or 16 years old at this point. She's not very old. Right. And, and... She, they don't portray her. They portray her as older in the show, but they don't portray her as wizened. You know, I thought they did a good job with that because she's still the actress looks very youthful. Well, and, it, well, the thing, the other part of this I liked too was the fact that they made her have to make the hard decision, and she did it, and knowing that it was going to suck. Yeah. No. Oh, that was like that scene was beautiful and heartbreaking. It shocked me. Because I was, like, up until the end, I'm like, she's... She's, she's gonna, not going to do it. She's not going to do it. She's not going to do not, it. She's not going to. And then it was like, holy crap, she did it. You know, it's like, whoa. So the other thing that I loved in this episode, and I was like, no, give me more. This sucks. Is the fact that we finally got to go to Dorne. Yes. yes. And we got to see Alexander Siddig looking beautiful. It and, was beautiful. Oh, Oh, yes. And I love the fact that that we get the sand snakes. I hope we get them next week because I want to see them. And I, I just love that whole scene with him and Illyria uh, just basically, she doesn't care. She doesn't care anymore. You know, she's and lost I love, everything. I love the whole metaphor of that the palace in, uh, in um, Westeros being, like, poison. Oh, you know, yeah. it just kills everyone. There's lots of people who die by poison there, but also, like, it's like she's been poisoned by being there, and she brings that back to this to this place where, like, her lover, like, really had a lot of pride about how they don't play these games and they aren't cruel in Dorne. And, and of course, she, though has been poisoned by and did you notice how she was in black yes and no one else was yes she was she has been poisoned by the lannisters um and just the city in general which I, is, I, oh, oh, is it. so good so i can't wait for next week. and poor and let, let it be known eric here probably has no effing idea what we're talking about because Sorry, he has, he has Hodor, 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 Hodor. we love Hodor but we don't get Hodor this season because there's no brand this season so yeah and when we see him again he'll look just like John Oliver which is the he truth. will oh he, my god he so will he, oh he's wow. gonna look just like John Oliver I didn't even think about that there's a there's a meme out there that even talks about that because it's so freaking true he is becoming John Oliver <laughs> but um so anyway those that i can't wait for game of thrones to continue i can't and i here's the thing here's the one more thing before we move on the rumor that's going around is the fact that the faceless man 
is, yeah, Zach and Adar is in fact her water dancer and sword instructor. I've I've entertained that thought. God, that would be great, wouldn't it? I think there's such different characters, though. I don't think her water dancer instructor is dead. I, I, I hope it's him. They did not. They did not show his death. I've thought about that a little. I don't know that I'm convinced yet. Like I could see them tying that. I would not be like disappointed. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's cheap. You know, no, that would be clever because they talked enough alike. Yeah, but just the guy who plays Jack and Hagar is just just different enough that I'm like. I don't know. I think maybe she'll find her water dancer instructor because I don't think he's dead at all. But um, I don't know that him and Jack and Hagar are the same. Well, and the other thing, and I, I, I've just talked to some people about this, and this is kind of a, a theory that a lot of other people have as well, is I think at the end of this we're going to have um, Danny joining forces with Jon Snow, Tyrion Lannister, and Braun and I th- or Brom Brom is it Brom or Braun Braun Star- Brom Stark, what's his name? Um, Bran. 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 It's God. It's too similar. Well, and I keep saying that, there's that whole thing about the three dragons, and right. I think it's Tyrion, John, and and um, no, and I th- Danny. No, because, I think I think Braun yeah. is because remember he told him. Yeah, you won't walk again, but you'll fly. I think Braun is going to take over. Braun is the mercenary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the one that can't walk is going to end up doing his mojo with a dragon. And that sounds that, kinky. And that's how he's going to end up flying again. So you're going to have Winterfell represented. You're going to have a Stark there. You're going to have Jon Snow. And you're going to have Tyrion Lannister being a dragon rider, which would be freaking great. And I think you're going to have Jon Snow being a dragon rider. And so you're going to have all three houses, all three of the main houses coming together. Or actually, I'm sorry, all four of the main houses, because I think what's going to happen is Jon Snow is going to, in fact, end up being Robert Baratheon's son. And oh, no, no. I don't think he's Robert Baratheon's. Yeah, I think he is because I he and think, Ned were best friends. See, I'm, but I'm a, I'm and he a looks fan like him. The, he is black of hair, but I'm a fan of the, um, the fan theory that he's, uh, he's a um, Targaryen. No, I think what it's gonna. I, I, here's what I think. I think it's gonna be he's gonna be a Baratheon. He and Danny are gonna get married because that would mean he is actually the one in line for the crown. The two of them are gonna rule. You're gonna have Tyrion there, so you're gonna have a Lannister, and you're gonna have Legless Wonder as the drag yeah, doing his stuff with the dragon. And then all four houses are going to be together and fighting the White Walkers. And that's how they're going to win. Because what better to fight ice than with fire? Yeah, I like. I don't think that there'll be any like Jon Snow getting married though, because now he's commander of the Night's Watch. Well, that could be too, but it's going to be all the houses together, and he's going to end up being the one in line for the king. Although Danny as well, so it could be either way. But you will have all four houses represented, and they will come to peace. And I think that's how it's all going to end. I just love Jon Snow so much because he's so, he's so stubborn. I'm just like, I love you so much. Cause he's just like, he's like, no, 
I will follow the rules. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's, like, adorable. I'm just like, I don't want to cuddle you so much. Very uh, long, a very long so, time ago, we had him on the show. Uh, and so and his voice. When he, he was in the Silent Hill. Yeah, show. and he actually, um, his voice is much deeper than he has in the show. That's. And it took, uh, it took, yeah. you know, it took moment when he, yeah. when he was talking for me to go, Oh yeah, I need I, I need to talk back. <laughs> I'm, no, I am. I love Jon Snow, and um, I just like I'm so happy that now we get to watch him be like who he's meant to be. He's um, you know commander of the Night's Watch, and he's so dedicated to that. It's just I like it's it. nice to see in the world of Westeros where there's really no nobody really likes each other and everybody's a dick. So, <laughs> well, before we uh, let's we, we only have a little bit left, so let's get into TV news and movie news while we still can. Um, so, TV news wise, I am very happy about this because I am enjoying this show immensely. Lip Sync Battles is getting a second season. I love this show, and if you don't love it, there's something wrong with you when The Rock is up there saying Taylor Swift. It is awesome. I haven't seen it, but that sounds amazing. Oh, you have no idea. You have to see it. It's just... Is that on Hulu? Uh, it is on YouTube everywhere. Okay. And um, just this last week, John Krasinski was doing Tina Turner in a dress. Nice. Um, the other news that came out today, um, no word on casting, but there is the announcement that Galaxy Quest is getting a TV series. Which will be tremendous fun. I hope I so. I hope so. But I, I mean, how could it not? Like, they had such low expectations in that film. Like, the filmmakers were like, well... We'll do our best, you know. Like, and it turned out to be a classic. Yeah, and you, so you can't really go wrong at uh, well, that point. Like, I can see somebody maybe overproducing it, and that would be the biggest mistake to make. The only thing I can see being a problem is them doing exactly what they did with Zombieland, the pilot for a TV series that, thank God, never got made, was they tried getting people... It was just horrible. I don't know what they did. It was just bad. And, and yeah, don't ever do that again. Please, God, cast this correctly and don't try to recreate something that is already perfect. Just do something good with it. Um, the other big news, though, that I'm excited about, and I told you we we're going to talk about Tony Stark, Staddy. Dominic Cooper is officially cast as Jesse and Preacher. I nice. heard that, yeah. And I am very excited. And they actually just announced another cast member today, and it's I'm blanking on who it was. But um, I, this is actually pretty good. I didn't think about Dominic Cooper playing Jesse. I'd heard there was talk of it, but it, it works. It actually works for me and because I love Jesse. And um, Dominic Cooper has been in a lot of – He's the best part of some of the worst movies I've seen in like It's like, oh, Adam, at least I know he'll be in it and it will it won't suck completely. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear him talk with his little southern accent. Hopefully he'll have a southern accent. He better have a southern accent, right? Cuz he's yeah. Got to sound like a Texan, right? I, yeah. I think he can handle it. I hope so. I want I want my I want my hick to come out of him. And he's so damn cute. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> he's adorable. Uh, 
but now, but here's the other part of this is right now, um, Agent Carter's on the bubble, which I can't believe. That's what? crazy talk. Agent Carter is on the bubble. There's a 70, the, the last word was 75% chance it's going to be renewed, but apparently people thought that it didn't have the good enough ratings, which I think is crazy. Every, That's ridiculous. I knew, well, everyone I knew was watching it. So I kind of am thrown by that. Um, but I don't what, know how that even like is reasonable. I it, it's such a good show. It was so, so unreasonable good. to say. Um, the yeah. other thing is, uh, but is that is getting renewed is Daredevil, which is not a surprise Woo! to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're getting it a year, and they just. Uh, we're getting it a year sooner. Yeah. Because they had planned on putting more out in 2017, though it might have just been like a six-episode mini segment leading up to uh, The Defenders. But uh, but we get season two in 2016! Yeah, and... Then, oh my god, and I'm Jessica, so happy. Jessica Jones is getting filmed right now. Yes, and I got this in David Tennant in purple! David Tennant in purple! Sorry. I'm a little bit disappointed, though, that I don't get to see David Tennant in nothing but purple body paint. Wait, because... we're not done yet. I think I think that that photo that leaked of him walking to the set was just him in his clothes. I think they may just there's two a couple things. You have to have him have purple skin. That's just in a requirement. So I think either he's got his makeup on, which I've heard that they, you know, he'll just put flesh-colored makeup to cover it up or they're going to digitally do it or he hadn't been made up yet. Cuz he's I mean, he's not always purple in the comics. Right, cuz he's so. wearing makeup. Yeah. Because he has to be purple. I know. <laughs> and, he'll, like, and he'll taste like grapes. What? No, I didn't God. say that. God, no, I didn't. I don't know. Grape or I don't know. like eggplant. Uh, I'm okay with this. Two. I don't care. <laughs> Anything edible, I'll take I'll it. take it all. <laughs> what? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. So, um, going on to movie news, though. The trailers we have been hit with, like, oh boom, 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 boom. Um, so, Chewy, we're home. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, cry I cried a little, little. I bawled. I bawled. And, and I bawled a little bit more. And I, like, the I know the rest of that trailer was really good, but that's literally the only thing I remember. I, like, blacked out, like, an hour of my life. I, I remember a couple... I, I remember going oh my god it's a giant crash star destroyer oh, yeah absolutely and then, and then, and then I, I didn't even notice that there is an x-wing i think in yeah. front of it in the ground yeah there's an x-wing in the foreground oh, oh, oh and yes that is luke petting r2 with the 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 the, <laughs> the metal hand yeah i bet yeah. too and apparently there's one shot of leia handing a lightsaber to another girl that's her hand. He, 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 he. So, oh, and it, there's just so, so much. There's just so much good. <laughs> I, and uh, there's the, the whole thing um, they, they released about it. It is Luke talking. And um, apparently they layered the audio. So the reason he sounds younger in parts, because I didn't even think it was him at first. I thought it was. I didn't either. But they layered his original lines with this new read and that's why it sounds 
sort of other it sounds different it, but it's not and i love the fact that they actually made him repeat the line my father has it not in the past tense he has it so now everybody's like is it is vader in this is is anakin gonna show up no oh, it's happening <laughs> no <laughs> i don't think, i don't think it'll be vader but i think you're gonna see some ghosts there is a very good chance of ghosts. They had that. I mean, they had that shot of the helmet. Yeah, yeah. I you're gonna have some ghosts in here, um, and there's really not more we can say about Star Wars this trailer that hasn't already been said, other than Jesus, God, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is so good. It looks so good, and I'm it's so going excited. to it's going to implode the box. I look, like oh my god, and and yeah, the. Uh, the uh, Han Solo bit was just like, oh. I love that he recreated the shot, you know, that, that shot. Yeah, of, oh, he looked, he looked like Solo. Yeah, the hair. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so the Jurassic Park, the, the new Jurassic World trailer came out. And I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised at the angle they took. Um, I'm gonna be honest. It seems a lot more, um, a lot more aligned with Michael Crichton's vision. Yeah, uh, the, than, the genetic research and everything. Yeah, like uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, did they do a good job making a trailer? I'm gonna say no. I, I wanted more Chris, Chris um, Pratt and his. You know, dinosaur raptor buddy. training. His raptor people. I was like, raptor, raptor with squad. What the hell are you doing? Get out of there, Star Lord! Like those are <laughs> they're going to bite you. But no, he's training them. They're his pack. Chris I, I, Pratt and the raptor pack. Yeah. Oh, oh god. The band. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the best for last. Um, and then Terminator Genesis happened, which. I just, I'm not even going to justify talking about. Um, what? I I think it looks fantastic. Seriously. You're not joking. No, I'm not joking. What remotely looks interesting in that? Other than the fact that they've completely ruined the movie for anybody that had any care. They, with a two and a half minute long trailer, they basically told you everything. I didn't really get a lot of plot out of it. Because it's all the plot that's already happened. It it just it just looks horrible, and this whole I am Skynet in form of John Connor, really, you're gonna you're gonna keep with that because that works so well. Everybody loves Salvation so much when Helena Bonham Carter was the ghost of the machine. It just but you don't love Arnold in it. No. Oh my god, I love him. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you big angry teddy bear robot. And just, oh. God. I don't know where Matt I, Smith was. And Daenerys Targaryen as Sarah Connor. You know, now Cersei and Daenerys Targaryen have played Sarah Connor. And I would have preferred Cersei coming back. I really would have. And the other thing I can't stand in this is the guy they've got playing Kyle Reese. I, uh, I Well, I see, this I is Courtney. my argument for that. It's like, no. Kyle Reese was nothing but some guy who no. looked nice. And... I I feel like the actor they got fits the bill perfectly. He nope. just looks he looks nice. They He's should have nice. brought back Anton Yelchin, who looks like a young, a young Michael Bean. Michael Bean, thank you. That's mm. and he talked like him. 
Oh my God, he was like the best part of salvation. The few minutes that he was in that, he was Kyle Reese as a kid. It was amazing. He he channeled it. This guy is way too midi and way too big. The whole thing with Kyle Reese was he looked like a normal guy that was a soldier. Yeah, but they're like retconning it, so I'll give it to them because you don't have to be like you don't have to have everything look like the original if you're retconning something. Then why bring back Arnold? Because he's awesome. <laughs> they, did you guys, they completely did you guys threw out watch Robert Patrick. <laughs> they completely threw out Robert Patrick. He's now some Asian guy running around as a T-1000. I'm like, what? If you're gonna- I don't know. I'm super excited. I'm going to say, did you guys watch WrestleMania? No. Okay, so at WrestleMania, for his match with Sting, Triple H came out on a hover platform dressed as a Terminator. <laughs> he had an army of Terminators and Arnold Schwarzenegger and they had a big film on the big screen of Arnold Schwarzenegger giving, I'm pretty sure he said the I'll be back line, you know, like he gave a Terminator line. No, it was epic. It was freaking phenomenal. I was like, because Triple H is really like, every, he has like outrageously huge entrances into <laughs> events and he really outdid himself this year. That's Terminator funny. suits. Yeah. So speaking of fights, I, this is all I'm going to say about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> this, is, this is all I'm going to say. Batman sounds like the jigsaw killer because for whatever reason, they deemed it necessary to have a voice modulator in his suit. <laughs> So I the whole trailer I'm waiting for him to go, Would you like to play a game, Superman? But I'm like, what? Is that going to be his voice through the whole movie, or is it just going to be when he's in the armor? I'm it's gonna be when he's in the armor. Like, okay. Because you can tell it's got that tinny tinny. Right, so I think I said this on Twitter and I was like, Well, Ben Affleck looks really good. Like, he looks nice, he's filled out really well and from his last role and cute as ever the rest of the film is just like also where the heck are aquaman and wonder woman they're not gonna show them they didn't even show freaking lex luthor yeah like it's like okay so you guys are throwing all these big names in there i have absolutely no hope for this movie i don't know if i'm even gonna go see it like at this point like i really don't want to um, and, like, if you're going to put Wonder Woman and Aquaman in it, like, why even do that? Why not just make a Batman versus Superman film? Why are you putting them in it if you're not going to give them any they are- previews? Uh, if you're going to, like, not hype them, not write, they're just writing them off. They, they're doing, they're rushing, trying to catch up to Marvel, and they're going to screw it up royally. But they already have. That's like, what there's just there's just no coming back. We are a year away from the release of this movie. There's plenty of time for more trailers. I know, with but more, more footage. It doesn't, it doesn't change that they're still rushing, putting these movies out, cramming as many people as they can into them, without giving them each a separate. Well, film. and it's like if the argument oh. is it doesn't come out for a year, like look how much they've gotten done on it. Yeah. Like, look how much they've finished. It's like, uh, well, okay, so you were making a Superman versus Batman film, and you obviously have that pretty well nailed down. 
and then you're just randomly adding superheroes to totally. it. Totally. That's totally what like, they're doing. Crap, well, crap, saying... crap, 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 Sarah. Let, nope. let, let, Eric, let Eric finish his words. I'm, I'm not saying that DC isn't just screwing up everything, uh, because it seems like they are. You know, they had uh, the director of Wonder Woman left. Oh, yeah, and, um, and I'm not surprised. And I, I've heard, I have no idea if there's any truth to this, but I've heard that some of the movies like Cyborg... Uh, and some of the others that they announced are all kind of up in the air because they want to see what happens with Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad because then they may decide to spin off some of those characters and not do the other films that they already announced. So I'm not saying DC isn't just crazy. Uh, all I'm saying is it's for this specific movie, we have a year for them to slowly roll out more footage for trailers. Do they really want to give it all away in a trailer that's well and but you know a year away from the release of the movie. This is a problem with filmmaking though. It's like we had a Batman versus Superman movie and they were jamming on that. And then suddenly they're like, no, we want to add this person. And no, we want to add this person. Like how is this not just going to end up like this this thing that's like trying to be really big and exciting but it's just like uh this is going everywhere and it's chaos and where did the storyline go and what that's how i imagine the plot of the movie goes i think oh i I don't think it's going to be that good but (laughs) i i here's the thing that i find amusing though eric and um we got to wrap this up pretty quick but the the thing that i find amusing about this is they made such a big deal about this trailer coming out and then they did a special IMAX screening of the trailer with additional footage. And apparently that additional footage was just Superman and Batman running at each other. My friend thought it was five seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Additional and then they gave out bonus posters to it. Like posters specifically for the IMAX trailer screening. For real. Oh. <laughs> no, and and the, the director, um, writer and director leaving Wonder Woman, I'm like, I'm not surprised. Like, that more than anything seals the deal that they were not treating her with enough agency. Oh, no. Like, not at all. Like, that, if that director's, like, walking away, that's because she has a problem with the way they're treating the character. And they did cite creative differences. Well, you know, like, because I've heard, well, what if her dad's sick? I'm like, first of all, wow. Second of all, um, no, they cited creative differences. I'm gonna end this on a. I'm gonna end this episode on a happy note because we ha- we're way over. But I have to end this on a happy note, which makes me just giddy. One of my favorite Disney movies is Beauty and the Beast. Oh yes, and the live action one just added their Lumiere, and, and it is you and <laughs> So this has like the best cast ever. You got Josh Gad, Luke Evans, who has redeemed himself for me after being in everything. Um, he's okay in this because he is playing Gaston, and he's going to be perfect. <laughs> but the best part of this is Dan Stevens is playing the Beast, and Ian McKellen is playing Cogsworth, and Kevin Klein's in it, and Emma Thompson's. It's like I'm oh, so like oh. and Emma Emma Watts and Emma Thompson. I know. I, I know. Play. I'm like this. I'm like, Ian McKellen is Cogsworth, though, with Ewan McGregor. Oh, my God. 
I and and I'm I have a lot of hope for it because um, I love Beauty and the Beast, but as as an older adult, I'm so disappointed in the message it sends to young women. I'm just like, oh, that is a very abusive relationship. Um, but the fact that Emma Emma um, Watts Watts uh, no Emma Emma Thompson oh Emma Thompson. Emma, Emma Watson was Emma Watson. was Harry or uh, Harry Potter. Emma yeah. Thompson was married to Kenneth Branagh, which if we want to talk about a bad relationship, yeah. But so, so the fact that Emma Watson is in it, those that um, she is a vocal feminist activist who created a foundation called He for She, which is men and women working together to destroy sexism. So the fact that she signed on for this, I'm like, yeah. Well, okay. I, I think that the Beauty and the Beast that Disney did, and I, I love that story anyway. I love the I love Beauty and the Beast, and I I love the whole. If you ever, if you've never read it, go out and find a book called Beauty by the gal that wrote the Hero and the Crown, um, and uh, read that version of it. If you've never re- read it, it's by Robin McKinley, and. It is one of my, I've read this book 18 times in my life. It's one of my most favorite books of all time. And it's a retelling of it that if you've, it's brilliant how it's done. And this Beauty and the Beast is done by Disney really reminds me of it. um, Because it's the the gal in it that plays, that is Beauty Belle slash Belle, whatever you want to call her. Um, She is very, very, very intelligent. She's very, very independent. She reads, she's, um, that her beauty is not the primary thing with her at all. She doesn't even realize that she's gorgeous. Um, it's, and it's very good. And the beast in it is awesome. And it's, it's just super good version of the story. But I think that's what you're going to get with this. And, um, I, I absolutely love Dan Stevens because he, if you have not seen the guest, you need to, and you will see, oh, my God, he's so good. That is such a great movie. Yes, and I can see him, when he's the Beast, just being a ferocious character, and it's just going to be perfect. And he, and he's he looks like a prince now. He always looked like a prince. <laughs> he really looks like a prince now. And I'm just excited about Ian McKellen playing Cogsworth and Ewan McGregor. I know, I'm like, well. what? what? And Luke, you can tell Luke Evans is going to ham the crap out of this as Gaston. Oh, God. I'm so excited. (laughs) It's a sadness. All right, guys. Well, we need to cut this off because I know we're way over. But I want to thank you guys for listening. And Sarah and Eric, thank you for being on again. You're welcome. And thank you. And we will see you next week, um, possibly with a new interview. Um, I will let you guys know if that's going to happen. But, yeah, thank you for listening. This has been Fangirl Radio, and we are signing off. Night. Bye-bye.